The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Little. He joins us today from Trados. And I was choking with him before we started today's Final Bell that I was just going to say get the manure spreader because I think that's what we need in the way these grains are trading today. From a livestock perspective, not too bad. But from a grains, as we look at these numbers, some big drops seen throughout the day. On this. Let's start with the soybeans because I think they were the worst off. You know, they, they were, and they weren't as bad until we got another Trump tweet about 12, 12.30, and that really pushed everything lower. We were down all day, and, and things are obviously under pressure. You know, just kind of recap on the week, and it's been a tough one so far. Um, we closed last Friday at 9.04 on the November soybeans, and now we're at 8.66. Um, you look in the chart, there is a gap down there uh, from back in the late May. It looks like we need to probably get down to like that 8.58 level today. The low was... 860. So if we can fill that gap, I guess maybe you feel a little bit better that we're approaching hopefully the lows, kind of forming a seasonal low here. Uh, you flip over to the corn side and, and equally as ugly um, and probably a little bit more disheartening, I guess. I think everyone's pretty optimistic corn. And to see it go back here to four bucks or 403 and a quarter where we close a DSAT has been a real, a real kick to the shorts. But at the end of the day, the markets were seasonally sell off, and I think with the, as many unknowns what the USDA has given us this year, from a bullish June report to a bearish uh, acreage report to a what should have been bearish but was bullish July report, you know, it's what's going to come August twelfth, and funds are trying to get positioned for that. And grains aren't the fun thing right now, really. We don't have any threatening weather coming up, and probably some really good pollination weather to be all honest here. Well, you talk about that August twelfth report. Um, a tweet went out. Early yesterday morning, I think, and I've just seen some very negative reaction to the USDA saying how many, you know, that we were up 3% in corn plantings for the year. And everybody's like, whoa, where did they're, this come from? They're, they're better trolls than uh, Trump is on some of his tweets. But, you know, I think, I don't know who's run their Twitter account, but they probably should be fired after that. You know, everybody knows that that, and maybe that number's true. Maybe, maybe 91 is true, but how much of that got planted after June 25th, too? And so if you're going to say we got 91 million acres, which I think is probably a lie, if it isn't, it's mostly not It's not great grain out there either. So that's the frustrating part. I mean... So having said that then, how much... I mean, you look at this August 12th report, you get this preliminary talk of this is what the numbers should be. Could we see some craziness in the markets? First with the algorithms on the 12th, and then just you guys all trading after that. I think you're, we're bound for craziness that day one way or another. And I, you kind of wonder here where we sold off so much, not only from a chart standpoint, I think a lot of that was triggered technical, triggered technical selling, but also I think at the end of the day, too, going into this report, we were going to sell off because there is so many unknowns that do funds want to hold a long position that if the USDA doesn't tweak that number down acreage-wise and tweak their yield number down is it really that bullish and that's i think we might be baking in a bearish report now to stabilize going into it and hopefully have a bullish surprise now you flip to some of the people i guess i would quote unquote trust in the marketplace and i think smart money's on 85 86 million acres now do they come out and plant that or or say that in the august report is a million dollar question and then do they adjust yield from there i mean is 163 more the number 160 more than number. I mean, we could debate that all day, but we're a long ways from knowing that. So 
whether leans favorable charts are negative you're going to get fun selling and just people kind of piling on that's where we're at today august 12th isn't that far away about five what six trading days we're going to find a bottom hopefully before then now whether that's at 398 or four four dollars we went down below four for a little bit rallied off that on the close today so nice to see that i guess if you're trying to to find a, a positive news about today we are off the lows by about six cents now we'll see what tomorrow brings friday and everything else but it's been a tough week. I think it's very frustrating. You can kind of hear it in guys' voices. It, it does create opportunities depending on how you view it and what you have going on. Um, there's opportunities here to do different things to add to your sales you have if you if you were making sales. But I think it does, and, and by no means is any anyone perfect, but I think it does go back to the fact that when everyone's bullish and we're at 460, you still got to make a sale to have a sale out there. And when we're at 403 now, you're cursing it saying, well, the market doesn't know how bad it is. Would you feel that way if you would have sold some more, though, at 440 to 460? And I think usually if you're selling up there or you would have sold before then, the market gives you chances. Very rarely do we go straight up. And, you know, I, the recent memories, 2012, we went straight up, but we fed that bull every day with hot, dry weather. We're not feeding this bull every day. We're feeding a, a bull that hopefully, you know, maybe we get something to harvest if the yield truly isn't there and the acres aren't there. You know, the flip side of this, too, is how much of this is going to get ran up and then we sit and trade in range, I guess, is $6 out of the question. I mean, I sure would struggle to think we ever get there, but more or less, I think basis is going to be really strong this year. I mean, we got a, we got a U.S. corn problem, a U.S. supply issue, but is the corn just in the wrong spots? And we don't have a world corn problem today. And if South America's turn around and plant another crop this fall, do we run these futures up enough to entice everyone to plant corn and fix our world problem or, or fix the U.S. problem and let basis do all the heavy lifting. And I guess the more and more you see how these futures markets are acting, that's kind of how it feels. So take advantage. You know, we're going to get opportunities again. I, I do believe that. But don't get greedy either thinking that this thing is going to five because you've seen it go to four, 473 again. And, and it's like a, the genie on the beach. You, you, get two, you get two questions out of them or two wishes. And the first one you say, I want $5 corn. And the next time you come back, you say, I'd like $5 corn. He goes, I gave you that last time. And you said, well, I'll sell it this time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's keep your head on and, and, you know, be realistic of where we're going to be at. So I think that's the hard part when you get in these kind of markets. And really the truth in the pudding is going to come when those combines actually start rolling. And we know that's going to be at a later date. It is. And everything's definitely behind. And August isn't looking real. It's below normal temps and normal rains. And so to think we're going to speed this crop up a bunch isn't true. Frost is maybe in play in a lot of spots, but I guess that's the, that's the fun of this market, too. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got more coming up. Part two of the Fontenelle Final Bell after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We are broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. As PJ Conrad joins us for part two, let's talk China. No surprise, we didn't see much excitement this week from this meeting in China. We know that they're coming back next month, now that we're into August. We'll be back in September in the United States. Well, coming a uh, month from today, I guess we're adding 10% more tariffs on a lot of those goods, and I think that definitely sparked the, the sell-off, or more of the sell-off today. And to be quite honest, I mean, who knows what's actually going to happen, but I really doubt we see anything until we get through this election cycle. China doesn't want to give Trump a win. And, and vice versa, I think they would like to maybe see somebody else in office. So we'll see what comes of all that. Um, 
I guess at the bottom line of the whole Trump China thing is is has definitely affected the markets every time he tweets about it. It's probably affected a lot more things than grains. I'm just so circled into grains that's all I really know what it's affected. But at the end of the day, with their swine flu issues or swine flu or fever, or, mm-hmm. um, with all those issues, our demand was already going to be off significantly going in there. And so I think it's more of a talking piece and something that we like to toss around. Obviously, the markets are reacting differently to it, but. To think we were adding premium in there because we thought China was going to buy a bunch of beans. We never really skyrocketed up. So to, to go down like this is probably more of the fun selling off more than anything. <clears throat> and then you flip over to the, the hogs on this whole deal too, which obviously if they're a hog herd decimated, you would think we'd have a better chance to have higher prices. But what a brutal last six days it's really been. We closed last Friday at 79. Today we're at 67.42 on the ox. And that's just a... A rundown, unfortunate, but it does kind of bring you back to where we were, you know, at the beginning of 2019 when we traded a lot of the time between 67 and 71. So charts tend to like to return to where they've been. And I think the same thing with corn is when things want to sell off, things want to get back to where they feel comfortable and where they spend a lot of time. And hogs spent a lot of time down here from a high of 95 now down to 67, and corn went from 470 to to what three well four dollars now and. <clears throat> The soybeans, they spent more time at 960, so maybe they'll turn and make a rebound sometime soon. We'll go back to where they spent most of the winter at, but I wouldn't hold your breath on that. But it's been a tough time with China here. I really think it's more of a talking piece than what it is actually affecting the demand. Now, I think maybe you can make the argument on ethanol where they were supposed to buy a lot more ethanol. It's definitely affected that. But that's the hindsight's 2020. We're trying to figure things out that are more longer term. China's looking for other buyers in the market. Hopefully a deal's done in the next 20 months, but we'll see how this election cycle goes as well. Well, you know, and these hogs have had so much tie and so much hope, and you and I have talked about this before, is they looked at March, April, and it looked like they were going to be served everything on a silver platter. It was going to be a great opportunity because of China, and we definitely have not seen that happen. And now the Chinese government, as we talked yesterday during the Fontenelle Final Bell, the Chinese government is saying, banks, I want you to give them money, and we're going to ramp up the hog production back again in these cities. You know, that's I, what they're saying. I think also the first place that it originated from, they, I think they just found another case there, too. So does this, this keep getting kicked down the road? Is this more of a 2021 before they really ramp back up? And obviously there's a protein replacement here that no one really talks about. How much chicken are they going to have to buy? I mean, they can't buy 100% of the world's hogs. So I guess to flip this positively, you know, do the Chinese maybe start buying more beef? I think they bought more beef here recently buy more chicken, does this start getting their taste buds uh, accustomed to other kinds of protein, too, that longer term could benefit everybody instead of just the, the hog situation? Now, hopefully, I think there's going to be ample opportunities for these hogs, especially moving forward, because at some point, the rest of the world's going to start drying up, and we kind of hold the, the crystal ball, ball there as far as production on the hog world. So there's going to be chances, but it's like any market. We're going to ebb and flow, and right now, today, the fun trend is going down. Wheat was down. Corn was down. Feeders were down. Fats were up, though, 72 cents on the on the nearby here, and Deese was up about 20. So it is nice to see at least something green on the screen, um, and, and the fat cattle have done it. That being said, they haven't had that impressive of a week either, just kind of ended up back in the range they've been in. You'd think this thing would make a run back towards its moving averages of 111 to 113, but... Sitting here today, it sure feels like anything in the commodity sector is having a hard time. And you had to kind of flip things, not that you want to talk uh, 
complete worldwide going on, but it's not just happening in the commodity world. You know, the Dow's off, what, 270 points right now, too. So you just get in these selling modes where people want to sell off and the big money wants to sell off, and you can hate it, be upset about it, but think about how you can capitalize on it and not... uh, not curse yourself to sleep. Well, there's so many things that we need to keep an eye on, and you bring that up when you talk about the Dow. We get so focused on what's happening in agriculture, sometimes we forget to look outside that window. Yeah, and I probably would too if I wouldn't keep CNBC on every day and at least have a, have somebody yelling in your face. But no, it is. It's a whole global thing anymore. Not only is uh, the stock market, some of this tied back to what's going on in grains, it's a, a different hedge for these big funds and also worldwide. So. I'm frustrated. Everyone's frustrated. I think there's issues out there. The biggest thing, though, is don't get too mad on these downturns because we were at 365 before we went to 470, and now we're at 4 bucks. So we'll see what happens here. Quickly, best way to get a hold of you. You can call me at 402-858-7529 or find us online at GoTradeOS or any social media at TradeOS LLC. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.